0: Welcome to the Robert J. Morgan Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you believe and cherish the Bible and to learn and love Christian history and hymnody. I'm producer Joshua Rowe, introducing your host, Robert J. Morgan. Be sure to visit robertjmorgan.com where you'll find Rob's blog posts, podcast feed, bookstore, free resources, and more. If you've not already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review.
1: Now here's your host, Robert J. Morgan. Hey, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. And I'm very pleased today to have Dr. Jarrett Stevens, who is, he has just become a very special, a precious, a dear friend of mine. I met him uh, some years ago at Prestonwood Baptist Church in Dallas when he was on the staff there. Now he is the senior pastor at Champion Forest Baptist Church in Houston. And, uh, Jared, it's been a real joy to get to know you. Your enthusiasm is just contagious.
0: Well, thank you, Dr. Morgan. I love you. And from the first time I met you a few years ago, you've just taken uh, been so kind to take an interest in me and uh, just a friendship developed. And I'm just really grateful to know you and just to know that our friendship has grown through the years. Uh, I am honored to call you a friend.
1: Well we're here in your uh, I'm here at your church today on this m- massive beautiful campus in Houston and uh, uh, grateful for your loaning your uh, studio for us to do this podcast in And I want to talk mainly about your new book The Always God, which I recently read you were kind enough to send me a copy and I loved it but first of all, just give us uh, for people who may not know you just give us that uh, by graphical sketch that will help help people uh, identify with, with who you are and wh- where you've come from in life. Sure. I uh, grew up in a
0: great Christian home in Bossier City, Louisiana, kind of right next to Shreveport, North Louisiana, and have a great mom and dad. I tell everybody I'm just so grateful. If they taught me anything, they taught me work ethic. My dad was a blue-collar brick mason for 40-plus years. My mom was a, a nurse, and uh, we were I didn't have everything by any stretch of the imagination, but we never lacked for anything. Uh, they provided for us and loved us, raised us in the church. Uh, I was saved at age 11 at a preteen camp and called to ministry at age 17, and that's all I've ever wanted to do, Dr. Morgan, was pastor a church. And so the fact that I'm senior pastoring here, In Houston, just blows me away. I wake up every morning and say, Pinch me. I graduated from high school, went to Washita Baptist University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, and uh, studied Bible there. Went and got my master's at Southwestern Seminary in uh, Fort Worth. And that's when I uh, started my internship at Prestonwood, a great church in the Dallas area under the leadership of uh, Dr. Jack Graham. And I served there for 20 years. And uh, started as an intern, was the Young Singles and College pastor, moved to be the teaching pastor, and then God, in uh, his way, as only he could, opened up this door for me to come to Houston. And my family and I are just so grateful to be here and to live out my calling uh, is just the dream of a lifetime.
1: Well, and I met you when when we were when I was with Dr. Graham. Isn't he a great guy? I just he, love Jack.
0: He really is a great, great man, and I tell people all the time, you know, I, I know I woke up on third base and didn't hit a triple. Uh, it's because uh, God's sovereignty and people have put me in place, and he tr- entrusted me with a lot, and I'll forever be grateful for his influence in my life.
1: And I just want to give a shout-out. I was here yesterday, uh, heard you preach. You were beginning a sermon series from the book of Acts. But you are committed, as I am, to biblical exposition in the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And I believe that—I have always believed that that grew churches. It grew churches wider. It grows churches wider. It grows churches deeper. I am so thankful. If I were in Houston— and looking for an expositional church, there's, you know, this is where I would come.
0: Well, i was grateful that you were here. I was, my, my big regret is that I didn't have you preaching, uh, but I'd been out of the pulpit. But that just means I'm going to have you back, Dr. Morgan. So I'll, I'll have you back to preach one of these days. Thank you. Right. Well, you let me it.
1: give the benediction, and that was <laughs> a blessing. So this is your COVID book. We all talk about our COVID book when yeah. we were sheltered and, and uh, were able to give some time to thinking and to writing. And so this book, The Always God... I love the three sections, part one, always here, God is always here, part two, always working, and part three, always faithful. And in the introduction, you said that God is always, and you have some prepositions there, he is always with you and in you and for you. And I love those prepositions. So, the thesis of the book here has to do with how present, how involved God literally is constantly in our lives. Can you expand on that just a second? Absolutely. And, you know, the heart of it, you're right, it is a COVID book
0: when the nation was in a timeout, nobody was going to work or school. And I've got four little girls, uh, Dr. Morgan. So I was getting out of the house and running as much as possible during that time just to have uh, time alone with my, uh, just to think and to pray. And I had so many people asking, uh, you know, just from a a pastor, pastoral leadership standpoint, uh, pastor, what's going on? What is God doing? Uh, People were getting sick. Uh, They were getting laid off of work. Does God even see us? What's what's happening? And so uh, I was running at the time and there was a really popular song. I know you love music. And there was a really popular song in 2019, 2020 called Waymaker. Mm -hmm. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. Even when we don't see it, he's working. And I was listening to that song running and thinking about all that was taking place. And God just birthed this message in my heart that he is the always God. And the subtitle of the book really says it all, that he hasn't changed and you are not forgotten. And that whole idea of God being with us and for us and in us, uh, there's a chapter uh, in the book, I believe it's the chapter on uh, loneliness that uh, God always comforts the lonely, that I say, think Christmas, you know, think Christmas. Uh, Christmas is God is with us. Uh, Christmas is God is for us, and it is God is in us. And uh, I think whenever we're tempted to believe that God doesn't see our situation or he doesn't hear us or he doesn't know what's going on, I always try to challenge people, hey, think Christmas, because God does see you, and he, he, he's, he, he more than sees you. He's with you. He's in you. Uh, he's for you. And when you carry that
1: thought around, it just buoys your spirit. You have a wonderful quote here that I've never seen before. Right along those lines, it's by John Piper. God is always doing ten thousand things in your life, and you may be aware of three of them. Isn't that true? I saw that he—he he, I saw that on his social media. He tweeted that, and I saved it
0: as a favorite. And it just God just reminded me of it in writing this book. It's so true. And I was just
1: reading the other day. It was so, so spoke to me when uh, Paul said, "The same God who was at work and Peter is at work and me." Hmm. And then I thought to myself, the same God who was at work in Peter and was at work in Paul is and at work in me too. Beautiful. It it's so powerful thing to think about the implications of that.
0: Well I signed this book when people asked me to sign it, I put Hebrews chapter thirteen, verse eight there that says He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's just something beautiful about Uh, Just, you know, in a world that is ever-changing in uh, in people's lives, who are even listening to this, it's the ebb and flow of life. There's ups and there's downs. The beauty of serving our God is that we serve a God who never changes. And I just love that idea of the consistency. He is the always God.
1: So one of the uh, missing gifts in the church today is the gift of being a chalk artist. Mm. Um, And I remember, you know, back Forty years ago, 50 years ago, these people would come, and they would make these beautiful sketches while they preached a sermon and then put the different lights on them. You you remember a particular time, don't you, Oh, my, you about oh this? my goodness.
0: It's one of my favorite stories to share. Uh, I can tell you that it was August, the first week in August, 1989. I was a summer camper, a preteen student, 11 years old. And uh, we were at preteen camp and the, the uh, camp artist that week, I didn't remember his name, Al Ball, B-O-H-L. And every night he spoke, he would have a chalk talk and he would draw that chalk. And then for the illustrative truth, he turned that black light or a fluorescent light on that and that those, hidden yeah. picture would come <laughs> out. And the night that I trusted Christ, uh, he drew a picture of a boat and it was being rocked by waves. And he just talked about this is what sin does, you know, it rocks your life and you're aimless and you're hopeless. And then he turned that light on, and there was a picture of Jesus's face on the screen that was looking down on that boat. And there was a lighthouse over in the corner that lit up. And he just talked about, you know, if your life is being rocked by sin, just just look to Jesus. He's looking for you. He is the lighthouse. And God used that message to reach down in this 11-year-old boy's heart and change me forever. And the great thing about that, Dr. Morgan, is that week uh, they had camper of the week and you had to memorize scripture and, was, you know, just all these things. And so I won camper of the week that week. And as my reward, you got to pick one of the drawings that you could take wow. home with you. And I got to pick the drawing that that Albo that did the evening that I was saved, and I have it in my study at home. And so I look at it
1: every single day right there on my wall. What a powerful story. Oh, now, it's beautiful. He, he obviously didn't know on that evening the implications, the fruitfulness of the work that he had tried to do. I mean, he could have gone to bed that evening and thought, well, I, I flubbed up tonight. There mm-hmm. was, uh, I don't feel very good about this tonight. But one of the the leading pastors that I know in this nation now came out of that experience.
0: It's a beautiful truth. And I thought about that a few years ago. And I actually, I think it was on the 20th year uh, anniversary of me being saved. I reached out uh, to him and just told him what I was doing. And I said, thank you to him for uh, just really wanting to bring to light exactly the truth that you just shared. And then I called my counselor. I looked up my counselor from that evening. And uh, it was a lady at the time. She was living in Tyler, Texas. And I said, you you probably don't remember this, but you walked out with an 11-year-old boy and led me in a prayer to receive Christ and then said, would you like to call your dad? And I can remember going and calling my dad and sharing with him the news. And I said, I just want you to know you made a difference. And it's just such an important reminder because even the people listening to us right now, uh, we didn't get here by ourselves. And uh, I would just encourage anyone listening to make that phone call, write that note, just say thank you because it's the acts of faith that people don't even realize that they do in the time that makes sometimes the biggest
1: difference in the world. So even people listening to this podcast can hear the enthusiasm, the friendliness in your voice you have a personality that welcomes people and you seem to be one of the most functional people that i know uh, you know when i look at you i don't see any dysfunction i'm sure there's 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 problems there but i mean you you are so you're bright you're articulate you're outgoing you have good leadership skills and yet i was so surprised in reading this book that there was a traumatic experience in your life and I would never have guessed it, but it was, you had to rely on prayer before you even talked to your parents, Mm. and I don't want to go... Too far down this direction, but could you just comment on sure. that? Sure, I think it would help. Sure, people. it's a
0: defining moment in my life. You know, I tell people, and I wrote about this a little bit in my first book, "The Mountains Are Calling," uh, where I look at the mountaintop views of Scripture. It's amazing what God did on mountains and I've Scripture. Read that book. Yes, and so I talk a little bit about this story there, but it's such a part of my testimony that I, I share it uh, willingly anywhere I can. Uh, from the ages of eight to twelve, you know, my dad was a college football. Uh, player and coached us growing up. So our love language around the Stevens house was sports. And um, I had an older brother. So at times my dad could coach his team. And if he was coaching his team, he couldn't coach my team at the same time. So I would go play for another coach and, and then vice versa. And uh, between the ages of eight and 12, uh, I had a little league coach that sexually abused me and never told a soul uh, until I was 19. Uh, it was the summer after my freshman year of college, and I was uh, interning at my home church, and God was really dealing with me on that, that, uh, Jared, you need to bring that which is dark in your life that you would never even spoke about. And I never told a soul, but I can tell you, Dr. Morgan, not a day went by that I didn't think about what had happened mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and I never told anybody for the reasons that many people don't share about sexual abuse uh, in their life. You're you're shamed. Uh, you feel dirty. Will anybody believe me? What would happen if I do tell? But at 19, God uh, was really working on my heart. I was serving at my home church, and the, the thought was, what if I came back and pastored this home church? Because all I ever wanted to do was pastor, and I didn't tell anybody. And there were people in my ministry under my ministry. That uh, kids that were maybe were being abused that I could have prevented, and then that thought just haunted me. And so I was driving to work one day, and I saw this truck coming. And in the truck, I knew the truck uh, because it was, I'd I'd ridden in the truck before. It was my coach that had abused me, and he had two kids in the car. And mm-hmm. I just knew in that moment I had I have to say something. And so uh, that day I prayed and I said, God, if you really want me to to say something. Uh, then I I, I need my mentor, uh, who was my student pastor at the time, to be at the office. And I called him up, and he was there. And uh, I said, I need to come talk to you. And so he was the first person that I told uh, ever. And I told him with fear and trembling. And he did something that was really wise. He said, Jared, you're 19 years old. You're an adult. You don't have to tell anybody. But I really want to encourage you to tell your parents. And that was the one thing I didn't want to do because my parents were so involved in my life. They loved me, supported. I knew it would break their heart. But I, told, I made a deal with God, Dr. Morgan. I said, this is bigger than me. And so I'm going to tell this, this secret that I've carried. And whatever the next person tells me to do, I'm going to trust God that that's from you. And so my student pastor said, tell your parents. I told my, my, I remember being so scared when you talk about the question was about praying. I went into an old prayer room at my home church and I just laid on the ground and I just face first. It's that verse in Romans chapter eight, when you don't know what to pray for, the spirit himself intercedes with groanings that you do not know. And that was what was happening in that moment. And I think that gave me the strength to tell my parents. I went and told my parents that evening. They wanted me to tell the police, and so that was the next thing I told the police. Uh, ultimately, uh, the coach was confronted. He was arrested. Uh, justice uh, was was uh, put forward, as it should be, and uh, it's a real story of God's faithfulness in my life and uh, just his healing in my life, and I can't tell you that the a number of times that I've shared that story, and I'm even sharing it again now, where somebody was listening, And I said, uh, came up after and said that, you know what, that happened to me. I never told anybody. And so, uh, what I, you know, I tell people I would never wish it on anyone, uh, but, uh, and I don't know that I'd want to go back and relive it, but I'm so grateful for God's grace because just in being able to share the story, it's brought hope and encouragement to so many people. I don't think I'd change a thing.
1: We can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received. That's right. The Bible says. And even what you've just said on this podcast may be of tremendous encouragement mm. uh, to someone else. Well, I just want to tease this story. We I don't have time to go into it, but you have another great story here about how your brother became a prodigal. Yes. But over time, and quite a bit of time, mm-hmm. but in definite ways, he came back to Christ. Uh, I'll just let people read about that book, but I want to end up with, with um, or, or read that story in your book. But the final two chapters uh, are trust in God and hope in God. So, uh, Jarrett, sometimes I have um, a little trouble defining the difference between trust and hope because they certainly are cousin terms. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you have two distinct chapters here, and they're both excellent. But could you just discuss that sure. when you think of trust and when you think of hope? We know how they're alike, but but how are they different specifically and practically? Yeah, you know,
0: I I have two words written in my Bible over and over and over again. It seems to be a theme that comes up out of the scriptures, and it's the word trust and entrust. I mean, you read the mm-hmm. Psalms especially. Trust the Lord and entrust your life, your ministry, your family, uh, your resource. Trust every entrust everything to him. And so because of who God is, uh, we can trust in him. And because we can trust in him— uh, to your to use your your terms. They are cousins. You can always hope in him because he'll never fail you. He never has failed you. He never will. And so uh, I I look at those two terms as like twin towers, if you will, of the Christian faith. Uh, We can trust in God. And because of who he is, we can hope in him. And those two things, they are interconnected. They are related. And uh, I'm just grateful uh, that uh, we serve a God who, um, as mentioned, he never fails. He's always there. And because of that, you know, we can trust in him and we never have to lose
1: hope in him. Well, this book by Dr. Jarrett Stevens, The Always God, He Hasn't Changed and You Are Not Forgotten, it's available from your favorite book distributor. Do you have a a website or do you have, how is the best way for people to follow you and your ministry? Sure, you can go to JarrettStevens.com or uh, you can go to
0: ChampionForce.org, all of that's there and uh, uh, just like you said, anywhere books
1: are sold, you can grab it. And it's Jarrett, J-A-R-R-E-T-T, and Stevens with a P-H, Jarrett Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. Dr. Stevens, thank you so much. Thank you for allowing me to, uh, to be here in your church this weekend and, and for uh, taking time for this podcast. May the Lord bless you richly until we meet again. Thank you, Dr. Morgan.
0: Thank you for listening to the Robert J. Morgan Podcast. This week, we want to extend a special thank you to Eduardo Polgar, who mixed and
1: recorded this episode.